You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 86. We'll be discussing Force Friday 2. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And we're missing Sanjay. I promised that we'd have the whole crew at the table. And Sanjay unfortunately had to skip out last minute here. He had some other prior commitments and couldn't quite make it. But you've got Troy and myself here. I'm yeah. back. Yeah, man. Thanks been, for coming back. I've been gone for like a month. Yeah. I've been podcasted in a month, and it's been absolutely killing me. I've been looking so forward to sitting down here and talking some Star Wars. Of course. Because I just haven't done it for so long. I've been listening to you guys holding down the fort for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Sanjay went solo for a week, and you guys lit it up last week. So I appreciate you holding it down. But I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be back talking Star Wars. Yes. Well, glad you made it back, man. Yeah. Well, great. I haven't seen you since you got married. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, congratulations. Thank you. The honeymoon looked like it was not only successful from a honeymooning perspective. You guys looked like you had a blast. But oh, yeah. you also made some pretty big headway into some collecting, yeah. some legends, some Star Wars. You even picked me up the Target exclusive three-pack. There we go. So yeah. we've got the Death Trooper, Jin, and, and uh, Cassian in there. And you grab me a sweet comic, Avengers issue number 167. So this guy goes away on a honeymoon, and he's bringing me back gifts from the States. What a dude. Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's great, man. Um, damn, the States has a lot of good uh, pickups over there. You know, EB Games is cool, a comic book shop, Target, even Walmart out there. So, you know, I got a lot of good things out there. But, uh, man, it's good to be back here in the original studio here recording. And, uh, yeah, let's rock it, man. Star yeah. Wars. Let's do it. Before we get into some Star Wars oh, talk, yeah. I got a little question to kick it off here. Our dude, Rob Cass, from over at the Roman Pod and Cass. He also hosts a TSW Roundtable. Yeah, what up, fire, Rob? <laughs> fire me a quick question here. And we're going to keep it light here. I'm going to start this podcast by being super awkward, just to kind of roll into a Star Wars talk here. <laughs> Firstly, he wanted to know, now that you are a married man, Troy, is it time to change your name from Troy the Boy 87 to Troy the Man 87. Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. You know, I really do like that that call out. I saw that a little while ago on Twitter. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Troy the man. But you know, I just, I like the flow of Troy the boy. Yeah. So I might stick with Troy the boy 87 for a little bit longer. It's, it's, it's got a good ring to it. It has a good like ring it. to it. It has a little good ring to it, right? But I, I do really like that, uh, that idea. Yeah. And secondly, he wants to know here, <laughs> this is the awkward part. You remember a few episodes back, Sanjay imparted some advice. I went one path, and Sanjay went more of a particular path, more of an intimate path. Yeah. And Rob wants to know is, is did you take Sanjay's advice? Did you call him on your wedding night? <laughs> no, no, I stayed far away from my phone. <laughs> my man, that's my the way to do it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Rob, for, Thank for you, the Rob. early laughs here. And make sure you for go sure. check him out on his two podcasts there. Great stuff, great Always stuff. Always good times on those podcasts, for Definitely. sure. All right, man, well, as we sat down to record here tonight, or just prior to that, you had texted me, and we weren't going to talk about Episode 9 tonight. We are going to be all Force Friday and Episode 8. But there's some humongous news that literally just dropped an hour or so ago. 
And that is Colin Trevorrow, the director of Star Wars Episode Nine, has chosen to step away from the project. And this is interesting because you go back a couple episodes and a couple weeks and we talked about the controversy around is Colin Trevorrow ready to direct episode nine, the final installment of this first brand new trilogy. His, his writing partner and himself were called into question for their recent movie, The Book of Henry. And well, we've kind of gone down this path already a few times with Star Wars, with Lucasfilm. They issued a statement here stating that they've mutually chosen to part ways, and essentially it boils down to creative differences. That Episode Nine is going one way with Lucasfilm, and Trevorrow is going a different way. Now this is the earliest in a project that we've seen Lucasfilm take action or the director leave or depart the project because yeah. of creative differences. But this is really the third time. Yeah, because like, it started much on the um, Josh Trank. Yeah, the Josh yeah, Trank stuff. He got punted on. really early on. Yeah. We've got Trevorrow, who's quite invested at this point, maybe a year or so into writing. Yeah. They brought this other guy on to kind of touch it up. So that was kind of the first insight we got that maybe not all is well within that episode nine camp. Yeah. And then we've got the news from Han Solo that we had those two directors, Lord Miller, depart. Yeah. So there is a bit of chaos, or maybe chaos is the wrong word, but a little bit of discord within the creative development of Lucasfilm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the departure of Colin Trevorrow from this film? Excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got to say I'm excited. You know, um, I'm one of the minorities here. I, I didn't really care too much for uh, Jurassic World, and I never got the vision of what he portrayed in that film to for 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 Lucas uh, film to go out there and have this guy helm uh, episode nine. I, I never really understood that idea, and I'm really glad that they pulled the plug this early, and they're going to go somewhere else to uh, you know exceed in that vision of episode nine. Yeah. So this is great. I like this. This is a lot earlier, and I think it's a lot different to um, from the uh, Lord and Miller yes. uh, situation because that was more of like a like a hijacking. I feel like they were both on the same page at first, and then I felt like as the movie developed, uh, Lord and Miller was going somewhere else that they didn't all bargain for. Yes. Whereas I feel like this is just the visions just weren't lining up with what they wanted to do. Don't necessarily think it's too much to blame on the book of Henry. I mean, obviously, no. nobody wants to see one of their directors' uh, movies bomb. But I don't think that's too much in play with uh, what decisions happened in this film. So No, I think it's yeah. purely creative. And Definitely. I think it, it got to the point where Colin Trevorrow maybe was looking down at what this movie was going to be. Mm -hmm. And it started to deviate from the path he was taking it on. He just said early on, look, guys, I'm out. I can't right. do this. And, you know... As, as this all progresses, these creative differences, what I'm starting to see is that Lucasfilm had set themselves down what I would consider a Marvel model. For sure. Where they're grabbing younger, up-and-coming director-writer combos that had something to prove and putting them on these massive projects. But right now, Star Wars is, is still at a point where they're still trying to constrain this. I don't know if we can spin off into some crazy Guardians-esque movie in mm. this universe quite yet right we're still running down a slightly more prescribed universe where for the saga films at least yeah right? for the saga films yeah. yes and where you look at marvel they have a bit more freedom i think because the characters are a bit more colorful they're combo characters i'm not trying to fit into this universe that they've spent a lot of time crafting so i agree i think like, i feel for colin trevorrow that's a huge movie to not so much lose but a project to step back from like right. that's a life-altering decision like you look at what this is this is a star wars episode nine right and to step away from that i i you know i, I give him a lot of credit for mm -hmm. doing that for recognizing this early on that 
this isn't the way that he wants to make this movie and that going forward, he doesn't want to end up in a situation like Lord and Miller where they bring in someone else. Right. So I think that going forward, Lucasfilm, we're going to see them going back to people that are very close to Star Wars, your J.J. Abrams types, your right. Ron Howard types. Right. Someone that's a proven director that can execute what a studio wants, mm -hmm. what a studio would like to see, and go from there. Well, we're going off of that. Do you have any predictions, any ideas, any directors in mind that you think? I, to be honest with you, I really don't know. Not sure, yeah. Like no. I, I haven't put enough thought into this. It's as so to fresh. Who, like, who do you want to see do this? Yeah. Like, is it? Do you want to go back to someone that's already directed a source film, like a? I don't know, do you bring back Ryan Johnson? Do right. you bring back J.J. Abrams Games. or something like that? Yeah. It needs to be someone that's comfortable in this universe, right. I think. That, because this is a huge movie to execute. This it's is, the finale. It's the finale sense, yeah. of this trilogy, yeah. and it's also going to be potentially the final chapter of Princess Leia, if that's not done in episode eight. That's so that's right. a huge piece that they need to work into this. That's right, and, and that's why, more the better for me, I feel Ryan Johnson. I feel Ryan Johnson's the guy to go with it. I know episode eight obviously isn't out yet, but I feel like... Episode 7 was cool, and I love Episode 7. It's still one of my favorites out there, but I feel like Ryan Johnson's kind of been correcting things a little bit from what J.J. Abrams wanted to do, and I feel like Ryan Johnson might have a better grasp on these characters, even though J.J. Abrams essentially introduced them, us as an audience, to these characters. I feel like Ryan Johnson could be the one to really grasp them, and he's going to be fresh with these characters, yeah. too. Another ballsy one would be cool is Dave Filoni. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That would be really cool. It would be ballsy, but I think in this case, you need to really kind of have something a little more concrete and somebody that has a background in actually directing um, actors and actresses. Yeah. So, well, it's curious because, like, at this stage, I really see them using Ryan Johnson as the one to shepherd this film franchise into something different. Right. And this is very clear from the trailers we've got from, from even just the posters. Like, it looks like a different movie it really does than yeah. what we've gotten before and maybe he is the one to take it into episode nine mm -hmm. and wrap this trilogy up like i'm assuming it's going to spin out into something else eventually but to have somewhat of a more contained trilogy telling the story of ray yes. and kylo ren maybe this is the right guy to do that maybe yeah. he's the one like you said that has a grasp on these characters he knows where the story is going yeah and so he can execute that yeah so this is a wait and see i'm cautiously optimistic on all this i don't think it's time to like i said before start hitting the panic button Button, ringing the no, bells the world's not over the sky's not falling yes. star wars is just fine lucasfilm has proven themselves time and time again to be extremely capable filmmakers yeah. and kathleen kennedy and the crew over there are taking great care of this franchise and i have nothing but absolute confidence that they are making the right decisions over there for sure definitely and speaking of the right decisions we've got episode eight Coming down. We are in the final countdown here. As we sit and record, we've got 100 days until The Last Jedi. Awesome. When this episode drops, we'll be in double digits. So we're getting close, man. It is happening. It is coming. Uh -huh. We're going to be seeing notices for tickets going on sale within the next couple of months. And we hit our first big milestone outside of the countdown. And that's Force Friday 2. This is something that you and I anticipate every single year. It's become an event for us. Less of a attendance event and more <laughs> of a spiritual kind of hunting event. Where we go out there and we look for the action figures, for the toys, for everything that you and I love to collect. And this is a big day for it. How are you feeling this Force Friday. We've had a few different experiences yeah. in the past. We did one midnight. Last year was a bust because no six inch black series were shipped to mm -hmm. Toys R Us. This year we didn't go. I was out of town. Yeah. What were you doing on Force Friday? I was laying back, chilling out, cool. You know, I, I was good because I already had 
most of the wave. Yes. Um, shout out to Sanjay. Crazy, crazy story going on there. So I think it was a while back, uh, last week or so. Well, before Force Friday, obviously. So it was the been... Sunday before Force Friday. It was the Sunday. Okay. So I think it was, yeah. So it was the Sunday. You and I were going back and forth on Twitter. And I shout out Sunday. But like, hey, man, do you want to go to Force Friday with me? Uh, let's do it. And I think he kind of misinterpreted what I said. And he's like, oh, sorry, man. I can't make it. I've been sick all all Friday. And then you and I both instantly were like, no, dude, it's next Friday. You got to be there kind of thing. <laughs> And then he responds later on with like, oh, hey, do you want these figures? Yeah, this is like minutes later. Minutes later. And I'm thinking to myself when I saw oh. him, because it was Vader, Thrawn, and I can't, Hera? Ray or Hera yeah. or someone. And I'm like, okay, good joke. Yeah. I thought he yanked it off of some Screenshot. website and was just screwing with us. Yeah. And then I texted, like I actually went and texted him. I was in the, in the airport. I'm in going through security, the U.S. security, and I'm pounding away on my phone. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to call you. I'm like, dude, like this is happening right now. And so I actually called him and I'm like, are you serious? Like, I, like he's like, yeah, I'm looking at like a huge display in Walmart. He's like, there's all the six inch guy. Like they're all here. Yeah. The three and three quarter inch are here. And I'm like, grab everything. Yeah. I'm like, just grab it all. Everything for sure. And he managed to pick us up both of what I'm assuming is the only two cases that shipped to that Walmart. Yeah. They must have literally put them out as he walked into the store. For sure. That luck of his, eh? Yeah. Crazy. So that alleviated a lot of anxiety from both you and I. I'm sure. the same way. Like I didn't, I was so concerned because I wasn't going to be here right. until Friday evening, which is puts me 12 or 24 hours out from actually the, the figures and everything dropping. Yeah. And I what really didn't bother me. I was like, I can get the three and three quarter, everything else I'll go out on Saturday and do yeah. because I had the whole wave. I had the Luke, the Ray, You're the good. Thrawn, the Hera, the Kyla, everyone. Yeah, man. So that, that's good. That, that was one of the things about this Force Friday is that that anxiety, we didn't have that. Yeah. We didn't Fucking like VIP, that. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> because you see on Twitter or on the internet all the time, people finding these figures all over the states a week or two. Yeah. Early. And for that to actually happen to us, I was like, wow. This is huge. Yeah, I feel like this is this is going to end up in some sort of karmic way hitting us at the end of the day. It's right. like, you're never going to find something. It's like, oh my God. Because we've yeah. had fairly good luck. Pretty good. You know, apart from the Qui-Gon and Lando. Oh yeah, we have, I haven't seen that wave at Yeah, all. I don't know if they even exist. This is crazy. But um, apart from those two figures... Everything else has been good. Yeah. 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 Um, and then what else were your, your pickups? Because for me, I only collected the six inch yeah. uh, scale black series. I don't I don't bother with anything else. So I'm good to go now until the next wave. Wave so, yeah, two, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what'd you grab, man? Well, well, so when I came back from this three week absentee from I had work two weeks of work down in the States and all this, so I did a little bit of hunting down there, not really much luck. But I did spend a good chunk of this past weekend out on the hunt. I wanted to go to every little store, whether it's comic book shops or Walmart, wherever, and just see the presence of Star Wars, of The Last Jedi, everywhere. Because I am I collect the 6-inch Black Series, but I'm also chasing the 3 and 3 quarter inch, the 5 PUA, Legos, Funko, and the Disney Store Elite. And I tried to take a bit more of a conservative approach to my Force Friday, to my purchasing, because... In the past couple of years, like Force Friday 1, I went nuts. I bought everything. Oh, all yeah. the Elite Series, all the 5 PO, Legos, everything. everything. All, all yeah. at once. Like hundreds of dollars out the window. And this time I'm like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try to use all of the knowledge that we've gained over the last couple of years and kind of some of the, the rules that we've put together. There's nothing over $35. Let's wait and see for discounts in the Elite Series. So I tried to put most of that into effect and develop more of a strategy coming into this. So we're looking over here. I we do have, I do have the full six inch black series, 
But the first place I did go was Toys R Us. I wanted to see if I could get the three and three quarter inch because that's the next big line. And in the past, because of Rogue One and the and the Force Awakens, I really got into the five PA again. I've said this numerous times. The card out really drew me in, and so the price point's good, nine bucks, so that's fine. Going to Toys R Us, there's no six inch black series, the exception of the Vader and the Stormtrooper. Right, they're peg warming for the rest of the year for sure. <laughs> but I walk in there, and the three and three quarter inch are essentially gone. All that's swinging is C-3PO, one page, and one rose. Is he full gold? Yeah, he's full gold. He doesn't, just because of the, I guess, the production costs, he doesn't have the shininess to him, so he's kind of got this dull oh, bronze to him. Crazy. But So he, they're the only ones swinging from the pegs. Yeah. And I was really surprised to not see more than three, three-quarter inch out there because... Force Friday 1, Rogue Friday, they weren't easy to get. Right. So people seemingly are leaning a bit more, at least from the my perspective, leaning a bit more towards this 5POA line again. Right, cool. People wanted these highly articulated, but don't, they don't want them at $15 a figure, which you get with the Walmart exclusives, right? Okay, yeah. So Toys R Us probably, at least from my perspective, was the most well set up. They seem to have at least the most product and the most visually aware setup like it was right at the front of the store big banners they had those force augmented reality things set up they had all the lego they had some funkos they had what was left of the the waves people had kind of picked over them Mm -hmm. at this point they had a lot of the role play they kind of had everything and i was quite impressed with their setup like with the exception of what was sold out everything seemed to have shipped there okay which was nice to see And that's a kind of a big exception because everywhere else I went, it looks like it was sporadically received the shipping. There wasn't stuff hanging from the pegs. It wasn't the big displays mm-hmm. that we've seen in the past. The presence of The Last Jedi is much more dampened than even, I think, Rogue One. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of shelves out there that look like graveyards. Yeah. So I didn't have much success at Toys R Us, but I liked what I was seeing. I'm confident that we're going to see those shelves continually to be stocked. But the one thing that we are kind of missing from Toys R Us on this side, at least, there is an exclusive six-inch Admiral Akbar and First Order Officer two-pack. Oh. So we haven't seen that one yet. What's the retail debt? Uh, it's $39.99 US, so it's uh, probably going to be $59.99 or $69.99 Canadian. Yeah. So again, that's going to be a wait for a discount. For sure. It's yeah. a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> yeah. And the other one that is interesting that I think may show up at Toys R Us at some point is the 6-inch Executioner Stormtrooper. So we've seen some, they have like the black arm. And they, the black line and the bug yeah, eye. Yeah. That and, looks so cool. Yeah, there's an elite one. series of those. Yeah. So there is a Target exclusive 6-inch for that character that figure but we have seen the target exclusive ship into toys r us in canada okay so the atac t driver was a target exclusive in the states and that's the one that's swinging from the pegs up here for 35 36 bucks right and going back to the force awakens uh starkiller base was also a target exclusive i think right yeah and we came to eb games yeah it came up to eb games so we do see those target exclusives sometimes make their way up into canada yeah so don't go paying at least if you're in canada i wouldn't go paying top dollar for that executioner stormtrooper that's going to be swinging from the pegs like if you go down to target down there that's fine but wait for it to maybe come up here for sure i think that's i think toys r us is going to be the place to be getting these figures at least until walmart really picks up their game which is weird because last year was reverse remember toys r us dropped the ball and it's the walmart's that held it down with all the rogue one stuff yeah yeah crazy because you walk into walmart and you'd swear there wasn't a star wars movie coming yeah 
I do not know what they're doing. Right, they, it's dead. They, they clearly didn't get a shipment. I went to three Walmarts in the city this weekend, all in the kind of the southwest region here. And not only did they not have any stock, they didn't even have like an end cap or they didn't shift the Star Wars section up to the front. It was literally at the back of every aisle. Yeah, it's clear out it's different because they kind of rearranged all their stuff, at least a couple yeah. of Walmarts that I've been to with the Marvel Legends and everything's been shifted around. And it's just dead. I think I just see the three and three quarter stuff. All of the old uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One lines have been pulled. Like yeah. they're just gone. Yeah. So it's brutal looking, yeah. And I, the reason I don't think they got anything shipped is you all the pegs are there with all the price tags. Yes. But there's nothing on nothing them. Nothing on them, yeah. And that, there there would have to be lingering things in a way. For like, sure, like the Troopers or the Vader or something. Yeah, yeah, there wouldn't be just all cleared out. There's no, no way that's happened. No, definitely so not. So Walmart's an interesting place right mm-hmm. now because last year, you're right. Like if you remember, if you go back to our Rogue One storytelling yeah. episode, I walked into a Walmart with staff before it opened. Right. And grabbed all of the three and three quarter inch and waited till the store opened. <laughs> Crazy, I know, but I did that. <laughs> go back to that episode. <laughs> but one thing with Walmart that was interesting is sometimes if you go around to the video game movie section, yeah, they do have a Star Wars action figure display. Yeah, that's right. And in one of the WalMarts I went to, they did have this. It was probably three and a half feet tall and two feet wide, yeah. tucked off in a corner. No real fanfare or signage around it. You know, and I walked right up to it. Most of the six inch were there. With like the Ahsoka of... and the Canaan? Is this when they brought them back? Yeah, well, no. Well, similar to that. Right. Exactly. Like a standalone thing. But this yeah. is the uh, Last Jedi stand. Oh, okay. And Crazy. so I did manage to get four of the first wave for the three and three quarter inch. I got Ray. Uh, who else I got there? Kylo. And I'm just missing old man Luke. That's the one or the last Master for. Jedi. That is the prize, at least, or one of the prizes from this Force Friday too. Right. Is a three and three quarter inch Jedi Master Luke. That's wow. the one I'm missing. Yeah. Okay. And so I was able to grab a few. Those are the only, that's the only place I saw three and three quarter inch of these more difficult to find figures at the moment. Right. But my overall recommendation for those, I'm gonna get them, but do not go to eBay or scalpers. No. If these stay are gonna away. ship your Jedi Master Luke. Don't get caught up in the hype. You're gonna be able to find them. Yeah, I promise you guys that at some point down the road, these will be on the pegs. I have no doubt about that. The six-inch figures, maybe a little less. Yeah. I think this is gonna be very similar. You remember when that that wave came out with Old Man Han and all that, and we freaked out. Yes, and we bought them right away, and then they've been on the shelves forever. Ever, yeah, forever. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I think we're this wave's maybe might walk that path maybe a little bit yeah i think the thrawn and hera are always going to be difficult to find but the luke and ray i'm fully confident that they're either going to be case recase packed in future waves or we're going to see them kind of come up more and more For because sure. they're going to be some of the more popular characters even the ray is isn't selling the same it's the one consistent figure mm-hmm. from the six inch wave that i've seen on the pegs outside of the vader and stormtrooper which are just repacks from the 40th anniversary exactly and i'm sure yeah like you said we'll probably get another luke with uh, a green lightsaber i'm yeah. sure they'll repack them yeah. with one so yeah um going back to your your figures here of all your pickups what's your number one What's your number one pickup of Force Friday? Well, from from the Hasbro line, we'll start with the Hasbro line here. From the Hasbro line, I'm going to have to say the Hera and Thrawn. I didn't really pick them up. (laughs) That was Sanjay's fine. (laughs) But they're my two favorite figures, the two Rebels figures from this wave. I'm really liking Old Man Luke. Like, this is the one theme I guess I've got. Yeah. Once we talked a little bit about the Funko Pops and 
the Elite series. Yep. But that's the figure or the, the kind of my focus for the my Force Friday 2 shopping cool. is Old Man Luke. Or cool. Jedi Master Luke, whatever right. you want to call him. Exiled Jedi Luke as one of the pops here. Yeah. So that everyone that seems to be what everyone's leaning towards is that we didn't get that figure outside of the one Funko pop from the force awakens exactly so people want this figure we've been anticipating this figure for three years two years when they first started showing the detailing sculpt that they're doing i think back one or two toy fairs ago yeah so we've known this figure's been coming. coming yeah and now we finally got it and i just think they're going to be continue to ship jedi master Luke. They don't get to. don't get wound up if you haven't found him yet yeah. you'll get him absolutely so nice. did you we'll get into the elite series in that in the funko in a second but i just want to go back to the Hasbro 6-inch, did you find or, or see any signs of Wave 2? This is the wave with General Leia, uh, the Praetorian Guard, Maze, the Imperial Disguise, Finn. Have you, have you seen any remnants of that? Or Nothing. You, yeah. Nothing. I was actually going to bring that up myself if you've seen anything. No, I haven't seen any, but oh, I can't wait to get my hands on General Leia. Oh, she yeah. looks good. She does. Uh, going back to Hasbro 2, these guys have stepped up. The head sculpts. <laughs> I'm looking at Kylo Ren, especially if you look at Kylo Ren maskless here and you look at the Kylo Ren, the maskless Kylo Ren from the Force Awakens line, his face has been redone completely. The The whole body mold is completely different and it could have been very easy for Hasbro to go back to the same route because the cloth is kind of similar and they completely gave us a new figure. So hats off to Hasbro because it's a, it's a good looking Adam Driver for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that hair, like the sculpt on that. Oh, uh, especially when you got all the rebels lined up yeah. together. We're just waiting on Ezra. Oh, That's yeah. it. Ezra, nice. Ezra. It's yeah. just coming man it's i coming think it's coming sure. yeah. i think it's coming it's great. so yeah i haven't seen anything at least indicating that wave two shipped no i've seen some images from the states okay but it wouldn't surprise me if this wave actually doesn't come for another month for or two kind of leading more into the movie as they ramp up their their toy stock mm -hmm. in anticipation of the last jedi they so gained the whole wave you're, you're, oh yeah i'll get everything yeah sure. the, the maze yeah. you know it's 30 bucks for a yoda's size figure right. but yeah i like I, I need to get this i'm I'm kind of changing how, how I approach things. Because I did, when Sanjay did find that wave, I, I got him to grab um, the Vader and the Stormtrooper for right. me. Repacks, basically. The repacks. Yeah. But I've su subsequently gone back and said, you know what, I'm not doing that. I don't need to have every single number yeah. in line here. It's 60 bucks for a figure. I've already got the Stormtrooper from the original Black Series 2013 right. or 14 wave. Yeah. And I've got them already here with the 40th anniversary. The card back's better here. Yeah. I don't need those figures twice. Yeah. So I'm starting to try to rethink and reapproach how I distribute my funds for collecting. Yeah. And doubling up on action figures just isn't something that I want to do anymore. No. Especially, you know, the great thing here with the Black Series is there is no incentive to dub well, to, to buy the whole wave, unlike the build a figure lines yes. with the Marvel Legends. It's yes. great that you can really just pick the characters that you like and so be it. Whereas picking up characters you don't like just to build a figure. So. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Now let's let's swing over to the Disney Elite series. I know you don't collect this except for the odd one-off one. Yeah, Anakin Vader. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. all you got. Your your character focus yeah. here. I'm a big fan of these. And the one thing that we've criticized the Elite series on recently, this is the six-inch, seven-inch diecast yeah. you get from the Disney Store. They're exclusives there. One thing that we've criticized in the past is the face sculpts on the humans. I've always found that the droids and the armored figures are superior they're, they're small statues yes they've got the weight i'm starting to pull them out of the box actually because of how good they look and this roll around like the the rogue one there's a lot of human characters and i didn't get really any of them outside of Jin because i didn't like how their face sculpts look there's not a lot of detail to them and then when you overlay the the toning of the face and beards and eyes and hair it just doesn't look right it right. doesn't look as good as hasbro 
But this go around, I, I did pick up the Jedi Master Luke, and I did pick up the Praetorian Guard. I like the Praetorian Guard because it's different. It's red. It yeah. it's kind of stands out. Samurai like. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then the the I kept want to call him Old Man Luke, Jedi Master Luke. The first thing you said when you picked it up tonight was how good the face sculpt is. And that was the same thing I noticed. That's mm-hmm. why I bought this figure. Yep. I was like, wow, this looks way better than I was expecting. Yeah. No, it looks incredible. Yeah, I picked this guy up uh, just now at your place here. And I'm looking at it. And the face is a big time improvement from everything else. You mentioned the beards in the past uh, figures. Um, like like Baze, I believe, from yeah. that figure line. It, it was pretty bad and pretty beat up. But I'm looking at Luke here, and it's they did a great job. The articulation always kind of worries me a little bit with these figures. I don't know how well they move but like you mentioned before they're like small statues and i don't think you're meant to really get the best pose out of these characters no. but they look really great anywhere just uh just lined up in the spots that they are and they already kind of pose pretty decently as they are in the boxes yeah they've, they've got nice poses in them that's the one thing that maybe hasbro doesn't do unless yeah. you're getting the more of the exclusives like star killer base in that right that these are actually posed. The Praetorian Guard looks pretty good. He's got two of his his weapons up there. Yeah. And Luke's kind of out using the Force a bit with his walking stick. Yes. Have we seen that before, this walking stick? I, I Again, this is something that, that you and I, we, we try to stay away from a lot of yeah. spoilers, right? So I know the guys over at Making Star Wars and Talk Star Wars and all that, they, they've been talking about the, the, his different accessories, if you will, or whatever. Yeah. And that's something that, that we kind of did know about. I've stayed away from it. I don't really know much about or right. what it does or what it is. It's Plagueis. No. Yeah. It kind of looks like a, a, a lightsaber hilt, actually. Right. You mentioned that, too. The hilt there kind of does. Um, another cool thing with these figures, they all come with stands, yes. which is huge. I think that's that should be with every figure. They should yes. all come with stands. And that's so cool that the Elite Series give you those stands. So. Yeah. And they're, they're only they're $33.99 Canadian, so yeah. they're about 3 bucks more than the Hasbro Black Series. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm a pick and choose from this. Yeah. Where the Black Series, I'm more of a completist. Right. To a degree. Yeah. And I think the big thing with, with these figures that we've noticed from the past, and I'm noticing already now, is that they're still stacked deep on the shelves. Yeah. The price always drops too. Yeah. Th- these things are going to be discounted. I, I went and talked to the Disney store, one of the reps in there, and I said, look, like what was popular? Like you guys seem to have a lot of the Elite Series still. There was at least 15 or 20 of each figure still kicking around and this is on saturday afternoon wow so we there had been a full 48 hours or so of collectors coming into the store and and buying these and they're still there and the second wave there is a second wave that will ship so there will be a phasma a rose with bb8 a c3po that looked a bit more chromed up a poe dameron a chewy a finn in first order disguise and a snoke so in the gold. In the gold robe. So Snoke is something I'm definitely going to get. For sure. But when you look at all that, that's whatever, 10 or so figures, and they're already lingering. Yeah. If, if you're into these, I would wait. I'm going to wait on most of them. Yeah. I, I think I'll get I'll grab the Snoke when it first comes out. But outside of that, I'll have to see the face sculpts and wait. Because we got these things got down to like $8. Oh, it's cheap. I got uh, Vader for 12 bucks. Yeah. And that's Vader. Um, I'm curious. You mentioned Phasma. So was that a repack? Or is she her, maskless? No, she has the mask and everything. Yeah. I think her costume is slightly changed. When I was talking to the Disney store rep, oh, okay. she said that she had there's a mask at the back, and she said that there was a new Phasma mask. Oh, and she has and, a spear too? Yeah, she has a spear. Cool. And so I don't know if it's straight up repack. It looks a bit different. It looks actually a bit more chromed out. That's really than cool, the though. original Phasma from The Force Awakens. That's the C-3PO look like that too because they have a dull wash to them. Yeah. And they don't kind of shine the way they should. Yeah. And I think some of that comes down, at least for Hasbro, that's just a, 
a manufacturing thing to do the chroming out of the cost too much. Yeah. But the Elite Series, this is, an, I guess, another step they could take to separate themselves out from Hasbro. Yes. Is having something a bit more chrome-like. So I've only seen a picture, and we know how pictures sometimes yeah. really favor the product. Up. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult. It's a wait and see for me. Okay. But this whole line, I'm excited about it. I like it. But it's gonna. I'm gonna wait for a discount because it's gonna come. You really can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unlike the uh, the Hasbro. They don't really drop in price, whereas these elite guys, like you said, drop down to like eight bucks. Yeah, so. and they're always fully stocked. Like it's never a you go in and miss one of the figures in the ways. Like that's yeah. never happened. No, I think it's always it's maybe Maul and Anakin that are kind of the tougher ones. Yeah. Like so the only time Anakin. that it that it's actually happened where it's it's difficult to find something was they did the six elite series that were three from the original team movies and three from the prequels. And they were shipped in very limited yeah. quantities. And they had almost a raffle. My wife actually went to three of the raffles right. to try to get me and only ended up getting the, I believe, the, the Vader. But I right. did find the Stormtrooper in the States and I did find the Boba Fett kind of randomly as Was well. that the all-white one? What no, the all-white was another one that they did on, I believe it was a, a May the 4th. Okay. exclusive so yes. the exclusive ones yeah they're hard to find yeah they're expensive the general grievous is really i've oh. never even seen it yeah that's crazy and so that one's expensive to get so what i can see this line doing is it's actually good you brought that up is eventually maybe in depth nine or han solo or whatever i can see them really scaling it back mm -hmm. and maybe doing more of an exclusive line that isn't quite shipped in the quantities maybe doing more of these raffles and four or five figures mm -hmm. per movie to try to build up this elite series again because yes. it's it's like you you're manufacturing these things you're selling them for 34 bucks or whatever and you turn around and sell most of them for eight to twelve dollars yeah like i don't know what they're if they're actually losing any money on that they probably are overcharging us but at the same time that's a huge discount they're in a third yeah that's so, a big drop yeah huge drop right. but it, it's a great it's a great line and I, like I said, wait and see on these guys. For sure. So did you spend any time in EB Games up here in Canada hunting for Black Series or yes. hunting for, because there is the Snoke there, right? That we were, they're anticipating. Yeah. I was looking for the man in gold and I'm not talking C3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking for a Snoke, man. Um, he's he's going to be a hard one to find. Couldn't find him, but I did come across the uh, Luke Skywalker speeder. Mm -hmm. And the Ray speeder bike, yeah. is it? And I know you uh, came across those two figures too. Uh, tell me right now, guys, they're way overpriced for now. Hugely. I would hold off for sure. Go back to our rule with the $35 mark. You know, $40 is even more justified for me, but uh, $89, $100 for these figures. Yeah. They look great. Don't get me wrong. This Luke is a big improvement from the original Farm Boy Luke, but I won't be dropping that kind of cash on these things. Definitely w not. Way too much. Yeah. I was shocked. Right. When I went in and saw them, I got really excited, but I couldn't figure out why there was two speeders and two rays still sitting on the shelves. That blew my mind. I was like, okay, I've come across goals here. Yeah. And I was thinking, ah, you know, if I can get these for 59, even 69, I probably would have pulled the trigger on just the Luke. Yeah. But I took to the front. I said, there's no tag. And I said, how much is this? And the guy says, I think it's a hundred bucks. I said, what? Yeah, that's outrageous. And this is coming from the idiot. <laughs> myself that paid 150 for that tie fighter right I, I, I bought into the hype on that one and it blew my brains out <laughs> and so yeah this they're really cool looking like i love the scale of the vehicle and that that 59 49 that that feels right to me yes not a hundred bucks so I'm waiting on these guys. I, I I can't justify that. There's one of the guys over in the talk stores VIP Facebook group tossed me a message the other day and said, 
if you see them in Walmart and that, can you grab me one? He's over in the UK. Yeah. And he sent me a photo that had them up for 20 bucks. And I said, I said, dude. Like if, 20 pounds or 20? I think it must have been, I don't know, 20 US dollars. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I said, dude, I don't know if this is too good to be true. It looks like it's improperly marked. Right. Like they had put them in front of something else because that's less than a, uh, a six inch figure. Yeah. So, yeah, these will show up, I think, at Toys R Us and Walmart. I didn't see them there. I think so, too. Yeah. But, wait again, wait on these guys. A hundred bucks is a lot. Yeah. It's kind of like the Vader all over again, in a sense, right? I mean, Vader first, I think I first saw it at EB Games for 69 bucks, Walmart for 69 bucks, and then eventually dropped down to that 59 and then 49 dollar points. So, uh, yeah, just uh, pump the brakes on this one, for sure. So, that's that Snoke that we mentioned. It's a really cool looking figure. It's, I'm assuming it's six plus inches. It's going to be scaled, likely. Like, like Chewy? Yeah, no. he's got he's got a throne. But this thing's retailing for $39.99 US dollars. So we're looking probably at $49 plus, 50 bucks wow. for that here in Canada. Does that change your perspective? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, I'd say. Do you know what the material of his uh, his gown was kind of made of? Was it like a rubber or was it kind it of like the Kylo? It looks cloth from it the picture. Cloth. Just the way it's kind of bunched up. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be another tough one because... I don't know if I'm going to break my rule on this one. I really uh, want this figure. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, it's Snoke. I mean, yeah. you have no idea what, who this character could be still. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of money, though, on one of those figures. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's one of those things that it, it may drop as well. Yeah. But the problem is with the, a limited, at least maybe more exclusive figure, because it's only in EB Games, yeah. once they're there and once they're gone... That's a wrap. Uh, you may not ever see it again unless you're buying secondary. That's my yeah. fear about this one in particular but, figure. Yes. I can probably live without for a while that speeder in that because I know they're going to come to Toys R Us and Walmart yeah. and I'm going to have another shot at that. Yeah. The, the Snoke, though, I don't know if that we are going to have another done. shot. Yeah. So that's my fear. That's my worry on that one. I know. I mean, if I see it, um, I'd, I'd probably end up pulling the trigger. Yeah. You know, but uh, damn, that's a crazy price point for that yeah, one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Bit high. Bit high. <laughs> Moving on here. So my next visit was to Hot Topic. I'm also a Funko Pop collector. And again, I took a really conservative approach on this one. I went to EB Games, got the pops. Walmart's starting to get the pops in. Hot Topic is a big pop seller. And I went in and kind of took stock. I thought to myself, what's what's gone? What's not here? Because I'm with the pops, I'm a bit, again, pick and choose. I'm a, I lean a bit more towards the exclusives, pops that are harder to find at the end of the day. And the only thing that sold out or that I never saw was the Porgs. Oh. So Porgs are huge. They're going to be a big hit. Like this, a is, this is the hit, right? Yeah. So the Chewy with the Porg three and three quarter inch action figure was a hit. Oh, yeah. The Porg Pops are a hit. There's there's a Hot Topic exclusive flocked Porg Pop. I'm going to say Porg, Porg, Porg. <laughs> this is going to be the theme. You saw the dance in Porg and all that. But um, in the, I think it was in the Disney store. But they seem to be the big sellers. Is that the Funko Pops didn't see a Porg Pop. I'll get one eventually. Um, and hopefully for a reasonable price. Yes. But I didn't really go too deep into the pops on this Force Friday. I only bought the Exiled Jedi Luke pop here, or like Jedi Master Luke, whatever you want to call it, Luke right. Skywalker as it is. And I'll just kind of kind of pick these up as I go. I would say maybe lean a bit more towards EB Games, or about 3 or $4 cheaper there than they are at Hot Topic with the accession of the exclusives. So again, it's it's I love these pop figures. I love how they look kind of just sporadically on shelves right. and I like having them but I don't need all of them right. I'm not a completist in this anymore because the line's just way too it's deep it's way too deep this Luke that you picked up that's the Funko Pop is his costume different than the one that we have in the um, 
the Hasbro line and the Disney Elite. Yeah, it so is. it looks like the Jedi Master Luke with the white and gray robe mm-hmm. is at one point, I guess, in the film. Whether right. that's right at the start, I believe, coming yeah. at the end of The Force Awakens. Exactly. And then there's this other outfit that he's got that's more brown. Yes. And there's a mention of an exile Jedi Luke costume. I don't know if that's this one. Right. This seems to be more of his wandering around um, Arc 2 or Act 2. Okay costume or outfit right. or whatever and then once he's into jedi mode oh so shoot. we've seen images of him wearing this while training right yeah because i thought some i saw him wearing something darker yeah so. it's kind of a brown and, and kind of black outfit yeah so that's why i picked up that pop because nice. it was a little bit different that's than what cool. we've seen before yeah we did get a white and gray robed with the handout pop in the force awakens line oh okay yeah yeah so one of the cool thing actually that i didn't know speaking about ta or speaking about Funko Pops, is that there was another wave of Rogue One released that had a young Jyn Erso, a Galen Erso, yeah, and a few other figures what? from that, yeah. So a young Galen, uh, young Jyn? Yeah, so kind of a little tiny pop. Crazy, like Catalyst era kind of like. Yeah, exactly, kind of like when she's in the hole. Okay, the yeah, yeah, being, there. yeah. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, I didn't realize they were even releasing those. Nice. I didn't pick anything up. I might grab the yeah. like, Galen Erso at some point here. So, cool. and then the only other, I guess the other two big things here for me when I'm, when I'm out looking is I did poke into chapters because we've had some successor in the past. It's yeah. also known as Indigo, I believe in the States and they didn't really have anything, nothing. No, this is where we got the Darth Revan wave. Yeah. From. And old Ben. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there was other than the books, Phasma and Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Yeah. Claudia um, Gray, yeah. Shadow. Oh, yeah. It's coming down. Yeah. I got to get the audiobook on that one. For sure. But I did pick up the books. It looked nice. About 30 bucks a piece. Yeah. I, I, I know you have been kind of veering into that. Just yeah, to like, have nice the, the books to have them on the shelves and that. Did yeah. you pick any of them up? No, I didn't pick any of those up yet. I, I did come across the Thrawn book as well, but I've yet to pick those up. I kind of like to uh, audible them first, yeah. and then I'll go back and pick them up. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. And Lego, last thing yeah, here. Yeah, your gem. It is, but this Force Friday, I didn't pick up any Lego. Nothing. No, it, um, I, the only reason I didn't pick up any Lego is that I have a gift card to Walmart, and Walmart didn't have any Last Jedi Legos right. for nothing. whatever reason. No, and that shocked me, because Lego seems to be the thing that consistently ships everywhere and lego's not something i ever get wound up about right you can still buy age of ultron lego if you really want <laughs> it's still on the shelves <laughs> and that's from like 2014 yeah exactly wow yeah. so they're still kicking around or whatever it was 2015 yeah and the the one thing that did shock me about the lego the one kind of key piece that i want is the atm6 this is the gorilla walkers with the red stuff though no, oh, the, no huge, the huge, the huge walkers. Big, big. Okay, so there's yeah. that poster that Toys R Us gave out, mm-hmm. and it shows them up against the AT-ATs, the Adats from um, Empire Strikes Back. But they're absolutely huge. Huge. And there's this awesome Lego set. Yeah. But I thought it would be around, I don't know, 130 bucks, 169 dollars. 169. Yeah. I'm gonna get it. I'm Holy. gonna get it. How many pieces is that one? It's over a thousand. Wow. Okay. So, well, it's worth. Well, you're getting bang for your buck there. Yeah, I guess. it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a good build. Mm-hmm. It's a nice build. I've got the the Adat over here. And I love that. That's one of my favorite vehicles. Again, with these big gorilla walkers, oh, yeah. I'm really loving the look of them, the scale, the size of them. So I'm excited for that build. It's a Star Destroyer, which 179 bucks. So that's a, that's another big one. I'm these ones I'm gonna probably have to wait for like a Christmas present or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then there's also the Kylo Ren, uh, his Tie Striker. Right. So it looks pretty cool. So that's in that $89 range. That's probably going to be the first one I buy. Nice. So because I've refocused again, Lego collecting. I think I said this in the past to just ships and vehicles. Well, which one is that leaked image of uh, Snoke? 
because we saw there's a leaked image of Snoke, right? As the Lego man. Oh, that's, that's on the, the Star. That's saw. on the Star Destroyer. That's on the Star Destroyer. Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. more sense. So yeah. that's on the big Star Destroyer. So that one hasn't been out. That is there. Oh, that's, that's the one that's one seventy. Yeah, one seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that, that's another big one. That's a thousand twelve hundred maybe or fifteen hundred pieces. So my goal is to eventually have both of those. Nice. It's just when I pull the trigger on them, and like I said, Lego store, Walmart, Toys R Us, everywhere is gonna have them. When, just when you want to buy it. Right. That, that's the thing. That's the beauty with the Lego though. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. I've, you never have to panic about Lego. So overall, your thoughts on Force Friday 2. Yeah. It, it, you know, it turned out okay. I mean, I, I guess I got everything that yeah. I wanted. So uh, I'm happy. I didn't go out there and actually go on the, the big hunt. You know, I didn't wait in line. I didn't get to bump into uh, Krennic or anybody like that out there like no. last year. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's pretty cool. I look forward to doing it next year for... Um, Shoot, I guess it'll be like a solo, solo Friday. Yeah, solo Friday. Yeah, so Sweet. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, nice. Maybe we'll get that little young uh, young Lando out there. We'll see. Yeah. See how that goes. Um, but apart from that, it's it's good. I'm looking at this Luke now uh, Elite series though, and I'm, I might have to pull a trick on yeah. that one too. It looks pretty good. The head game looks good. So yeah, yeah. we're better. All in all, for you, uh, pretty good. Like I like I said, my Force Friday ended up being Force Saturday morning. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I made out. Pretty well. I think I got everything, you know, again, shout out to Sanjay for hooking us up with that, that that first wave. That was that was the big one. That was the one that gives me anxiety. Yeah. And having that is is fantastic. I don't have to think about that. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And I went at this, like I said, a bit more of a conservative approach. And I think I walked away with everything that I wanted. I, I tried to execute the plans and the ideas that we've developed here over the last year or so about being on the hunt. Yes. And I'm happy with it. The only thing I am missing, and I guess the big Force Friday 2 prize is what... I've kind of observed from everywhere we've been that isn't on the shelves anymore is a three and three quarter inch Jedi Master Luke, six inch Jedi Master Luke, anything to do with Porgs, the plush. It was the only thing that sold out from the Disney store, the Hot Topic Porg pop sold out and the Legos. They just didn't seem to be as present. I didn't go to the Lego store at all, but they're not at Walmart. They were sold out at Toys R Us the bigger ones too so we'll see those kind of rolled up but that seemed to be overall what people were hunting and the thing i'm missing the thing i'm, I'm really hunting for now is that three three and quarter inch jedi master luke that's that's my big one that's my that one that eludes me right now but i'm very confident that we will get it good stuff yeah for, for me i guess i just have to go for that um that Snoke yes. from EB Games. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we'll see it. We'll, we'll get see. it. We'll get it. Yeah, I'm sure. For sure. So one thing I want to discuss here quickly as we wrap up some of this Force Friday 2 talk before we get into a few other small things is the presence of Force Friday 2, the, the overall retailer awareness and retailer presence of Star Wars at this point in time in the film cycle as we ramp up towards December. For me, when I look at everywhere I was, there just wasn't the same amount of merchandise and hype as we had for The Force Awakens. Now, I get that we're not coming off a 10-year absence of Star Wars, but we are a saga film here, and I'm seeing a real lack of participation outside of fandom for this film. Did you get the same vibe, or is it just me? Like, Am I, am I reading too much into it? A little bit so I got the same kind of vibe again going back to Walmart you know because it's just such a, a 360 as opposed to last year where there's a huge presence there and Walmart's predominantly where I go to do my pickups and Walmart was just was just a dead zone and chapters it seems like they pulled their uh 
Black Series, not even just the Black Series, the figures as a whole to the online market. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like there's a lack of Star Wars out there except for uh, Toys R Us, really. Yeah. So I, I, I did come across that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that will be reflected in the film itself, like the, the anticipation for that? Or do you think it's just going to be more of a slow and steady burn up until December? Yeah, slow and steady. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge. Um especially the replay value of this film. I have a really good feeling this film is going to take off and surpass the expectations of um, Force Awakens. Yeah. For sure. That's a so, big hurdle to get it over. It is a big hurdle. I don't know if it will necessarily make more money because that's huge yeah. what, what Force Awakens did. And like you mentioned, it had that 10-year anticipation going on. But I really feel like Ryan Johnson is the right guy for this film. And it's, ah, I can't wait, man. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to this. This is going to be, like I said, this is our first huge milestone outside of the, the pure countdown. Yeah. And now we're ramping up towards it. We've got a few movie stops along the way. Yeah. But episode eight, it's coming. The it's last coming. Jedi. Give us that trailer. When do you think it's coming? Ah, I don't care because I'm yeah. going to watch it. <laughs> You're going to stay away from it. I think so. Wow. I think, I think I'm done with spoilers. I, I've yeah. removed myself from most articles. I didn't read the Empire stuff and mm. Entertainment Weekly, the Bresniak stuff. I stayed away nice. from. I don't think I'm going to do this trailer. Wow. Huge. I, I, and that's, you know, we have this podcast and yeah. we talk Star Wars on it all the time. Right. I'm going to have to step out of the room if you want to talk about it because I just don't think I want to spoil anymore. For sure. Especially with the, the saga films here, right? Yeah. Like I, I just want to I want to go in and be surprised and be like, I'm always engaged, of course. Oh, yeah. But going to The Force Awakens and Rogue One, I feel like I knew a lot about what was going on. Mm-hmm. And some of that is just because we're so involved in the community and the movies yeah, and the doing books. the podcast and the books and everything yeah. like that. So I'm going to step back a little bit, I cool. think, from it all. Uh, with the exception of this one little little tiny tidbit that we're going to talk about right now. Cool. And this is this is a rumor. This is not maybe not a rumor. This is something that some people are saying are con- is confirmed based off of this. Um, as as Force Friday two happens, there's other things that come out outside of toys and action figures and all that. There's also a model kit, and this was a model kit for Kylo Ren's Tie Striker. And in the background of that was a Death Star. Now. Rumors have been absolutely swirling around the internet that this is somewhat of a confirmation that there's going to be a third Death Star in The Last Jedi. And some people aren't too pleased about this, about this retreading of this this somewhat of a trope of a super weapon in a Star Wars film. We've seen two Death Stars, we've seen a Starkiller base, and then we saw the original Death Star again in Rogue One. So we've, we've revisited this theme a lot. Do you think that this box art is telling us something a bit more about the film? Or do you think it's just lazy and these guys basically effed up? Um, I I think they want you to believe exactly what we're talking about. But I don't think it is that. Um, The more you look at it, it looks like the way it's shaded gives it that ball kind of figure. But if you look past the shadedness, you can kind of see a little bit more of an angle towards it as I keep looking towards this image. You know what I mean? So you you think that... They're purposely misleading. I, I think so because yeah. Disney's too smart to give stuff away like that. There was that one slip up I do remember though before for Force Awakens when I think it's a toy commercial for for a girl and a boy. The girl was dressed up similar to Rey and she was using the Force. Yeah. So it was like, wait a second, does that mean Rey is a Jedi? There was that one slip up, but I think they've learned the lesson quite a bit from then. And I, I don't think this is a start, or I don't think this is a uh, Death Star. If this is a Death Star. This is going to be pretty upsetting. I feel like we need to get away from the Starkiller base and the Death Star or any kind of super weapons out there. Yeah. I just don't think we need it at this point in time. You know? I, I, I think this is lazy 
art. I think oh, this is okay. clip art. I think this is a Star Destroyer, or a Death Star, Death Star in, the, okay. in the background of this thing. But what I'll say here, because you, you take that, and then there's an image released in, in this Empire magazine. I didn't right. read the article, but I did look at this one image. And this is the image that's been floating around that's been related to this model kit, is that we've got Poe's X-Wing approaching a Star Destroyer, and in the background, there's clearly something very large. Right. And it looks metal, and it looks... If you want to make that leap, it could potentially be another Death Star. Right. But what I think it really is, is there was another release from this new Sphero app that comes with the the little BB-8 droids. BB-9, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is, the the new First Order BB unit. Right. And with it comes somewhat of a little atlas or something. And in there was revealed the Snoke's mega Star Destroyer called the Supremacy. And this is a new class of Star Destroyer. This is the mega class. This is the only one of its kind, this this mega Star Destroyer. And it's absolutely enormous. It's 60 kilometers wide, which (laughs) it's hard to put that in your mind into perspective. But for reference, the Star Destroyer that we saw Kylo Ren in is three kilometers long relative to 60 kilometers wide. (laughs) And the executor class Super Star Destroyers that we saw in Empire Strikes Back and in Return of the Jedi were 19 kilometers long. So this supremacy is three times bigger than the Super Star Destroyer that we saw in Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Do we know what the circumference was of the Death Star? 160 kilometers, I believe, was the first... Yeah, 160 kilometers was the first Death Star, I believe, the original. Wow, the and the was second bigger. was bigger. Wow. And then, if you remember Starkiller Base, when they kind of showed them, in oh, the, yeah. it was even bigger. Yeah. But if you look at that, like this is on the scale of a super weapon. Yeah. And less of a ship. Yes. So I think that's going to be the, the big threat, is this massive ship that apparently is hiding out in wild space. And this is the, the home base for the First Order. Well, they'd have to do some explaining them because that's kind of the lazy part with the Starkiller base. There wasn't much explanation. I don't know if they even touched on it in Bloodlines. I don't think I, so. I don't think so, right? No. Because it's just kind of there, especially how intricate Rogue One was. And if you read the Catalyst, how much went into the, the yeah. first Death Star. So I kind of feel like we need some explanation going into these things. Or maybe not. Maybe we just kind of assume it's the same kind of mechanics taken from that. And, and brought into these ships. So ah, I hope they stay away from that, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're definitely getting this massive... Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's yeah. definitely in the film. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty cool. But I really think that that, that clip art is just... It's just it, lazy work. It, yeah. it looks like the dish of a star or a Death Star. Yes, yeah, I see that scoop. Yeah. yeah. And But I think this image, if you pair it... I, I really think it's going to be this big mega Star Destroyer. It's right. going to be the huge looming threat. And they're going to mount maybe some sort of attack on it towards the end of the film or right. something like that. So I think that's where all that's going. I really don't believe it's a third Death Star. Yeah, because there's a lot of backlash. Or a fourth, I guess, technically. Because yeah. there's there's a lot of backlash with Starkiller Base, right? Yeah. Which is essentially the third. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's very yeah. along the similar lines. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like, would it bother me if there's another Death Star in here? I'd maybe roll my eyes. Yeah. But would it ruin the movie? I don't think so. No, I don't think it'd ruin the movie. I just don't... I feel like, again, you mentioned it. Ryan Johnson's taking this film direction somewhere different. And I think he'd stay super far away from something like that. And I feel like it's it's kind of lazy just to have that that plot device, device there that can just destroy things. On, yeah. On a dime. So, ah, we'll see, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I really don't think it's it's, it's going there. But. Are, are you a fan of this this art that they've been using the, with the white backgrounds and the red? You know what, man? When we when we first talked a couple episodes ago about 
the the art on the card backs, so the three and three quarter right. inch. That's when I made my first comment. I don't love it. Yeah. I think it's too plain. Yes. It. I like the white. Like it stands out from what they've done in the past, and it stands out on the pegs too. Okay. Yeah. But the fact that it doesn't even just say the Last Jedi on it, it seems way too generic. Yeah. Like this, they don't have the specifics of of the film to it. Like Rogue One had Star Wars or Rogue One, a Star Wars story slapped on it with a death trooper head, right? Yeah. This is just a white card back. There's no like themed villain. Like you look at The Force Awakens, it had Kylo. You look at Phantom Menace, it had uh, Maul. All the other clip art we've gotten from recent releases was either Maul or Darth Vader. Like mm-hmm. they always had a villain up in the corner right. and I liked that. This, this, some of it has Finn, Poe, and Ray on it. But yeah. some of it's just white and red. Like I like the red pop on the white, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have that that same uh, like artistic nuance to it that yeah. I loved about the other card backs. That I loved about what we are seeing from the clip art and all that that are on the boxes, are on the the role play games and all that. Yeah, I, I want a little more. Yeah, no, I was wondering if your your attitude changed towards it since you you have a couple of them now, but yeah, not seen so them much. in real life, yeah, not so much. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. But that more or less wraps it up for our our Force Friday two discussions. Yeah. I think that overall it was an absolutely fantastic day for me. I had a lot of fun. I was out with my my little one and my wife, and that were kind of running around to the different stores, yeah. and it was a lot of fun for me. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed being out in the hunt, and I really enjoyed it being not a stressful hunt yes because sometimes it, it's you're going into a store on saturday morning and you're fast-paced walking to the toy aisle just to make sure that you can get ahead of whatever like whatever you crowd you think is running there behind you right <laughs> so yeah it's, it was nice to have it that way and i look forward to to being on the hunt here more and more as we ramp up towards episode eight That's right the hunt is real. It is real. Yeah. <laughs> but one other big thing that we've got coming down here is not only Star Wars The Last Jedi, but Star Wars Rebels Season 4. Yeah, the final season. The final season. Now, this is set to now debut on October 16th on the Disney XD channel. We had previously reported that it was debuting on the 23rd of September. So September is no longer the month of Rebels. It is now October. And that gives us a little bit more time to prepare for this final season. And Troy and I, we do our Rebels After Show. This is a weekly podcast that just follows up from each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels, where we talk for about half an hour, just briefly, about each individual episode and wrap it up and talk about some of the themes and where we think things are going. You can go back and check out our entire catalog for Season 3 right now and catch up as we go and barrel towards season four. We've been doing the same thing. This drops every single Monday with each individual episode dropping on Saturday on Disney XD. We follow that up with our podcast after show. So that's going to be coming with each and every episode. The first episode is the two-part Mandalore arc. And they did screen that both of those episodes at the Fan Expo Canada in Toronto this past weekend. Nice. Again, Rob Cass was down at that. He was feeding us some information. He's showing us some of the trailers that he had he had taken some video of nice. in the in the com within the Commonwealth and that. So right. really appreciate him giving us a little more insight. He saw the Mandalore arc, the first two episodes here, number one, which was aired back at Celebration. Right. So that's what we got coming here in the hour debut episode. But along with that, we also got our first, or actually our second star wars rebels season four trailer pretty cool yeah cool trailer it is it's a bit different it's it's kind of 
highlighting, I think, the major arcs that we're going to see without giving too much. Of course, we've got we've got Thrawn happening in a big way, and I think we're going to see him and Hera be pitted against each other for a good chunk of it, yeah. and maybe even Rook, it looks like, as right. well. Yeah. We've got what seemingly is an Ezra Kanan Jedi arc as well, mm-hmm. and then we've got the Sabine Mandalore arc. Yes. Those seem to be the three pivots, all centered around what is eventually going to be the Siege or Battle of Lothal. Right. And that's going to be our big, I think, epic ending to all of this. And that's what we're driving towards here is the final showdown between Thrawn and the Rebels on Lothal as they try to take apart his TIE Defender production. This is the next evolution of TIE Fighters. This is something that Thrawn's developing. You see a lot of him working in the background in the Thrawn book as well. You see how they're trying to kind of blend this book as I read through it into what they're doing here. Cool. Okay. So overall, what what are your kind of high level? We're not going to go into too much detail here. I think we'll do a prelude episode for Star Wars Rebels Alert and talk in a bit more detail about where we think the whole season is going. But just kind of at a high level, where do you think some of these major arcs are going to take our ghost through our main characters? I think going with um, Star Wars Rebels tradition, I guess you could say, the, the, these kind of trailers were basically like the first... The first couple episodes we get yeah. before, you know, December time even, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is going to be the whole season. I do like this trailer more than the one that we actually got from Celebration. Yeah. Actually, this is pretty cool. We got more of the Wolves action, which is neat. I I, I think that theory has been debunked completely that um, Ahsoka is one of the Wolves. I, I'm pretty sure they're going away from that. Filoni came right out and said... Oh, okay, well, there it's you go. Not, it's yeah, not Ahsoka. It's not. It's not. He drew, I, there's a picture online that said, this is a wolf, and this that's is right, Ahsoka. That's right, the red yeah. silhouette kind of one. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I know Filoni loves his Wolves. Um, the Mandalorian thing. I hope it kind of gets wrapped up pretty quick. I think two episodes. Two episodes my is guess. great for me, and then bring Sabine back in. It, exactly, and just be done with it because I would not want that to be the whole season of just the Mandalorian war stuff going on. Um, so that's cool. You know, the highlight for me is I gotta say is Hera and uh, Kanan. Yeah. You know, coming off the heels of reading uh, Kanan's comic books too. This is this is pretty cool. So I can't wait for his story to be wrapped up. Um, we'll see how he exits the Star Wars universe. So that should be pretty cool. And uh, all in all, yeah, it's not a bad trailer. I really hope Vader makes his appearance though. I really yeah, do because I feel like the strong well. points was him in, in season two. We got rid of the um, what were they called? His Sith. Um, Inquisitors. The Inquisitors. They got rid of those guys at last, which is cool. So I would like to see Vader pop up. I would like to see Ahsoka pop up, obviously. But again, like I mentioned, this trailer normally captures like the first seven episodes or so. So I'm pretty sure there's room for it to go. Like 10 episodes. It's only a 10 episode season. Yeah. That's right. Yes. It's so short. You know, another cool highlight actually was Saw Gerrera. Yes. And the, the mention of Krennic. Yes. Which was huge. Well, they even mentioned in there, so there's quite a few Rogue One mentioned Big so time. you get Sadra and he's getting old he's got the gray he has the hair yeah he's getting a little crazier yeah mention of Krennic by Tarkin yeah and they also mention Stardust yes. as well which is awesome Catalyst of Rogue One yes yes that, that was huge yeah that was huge so I wonder if we could see um Galen or so because he didn't get enough screen time in the movie to be honest we have to see Galen and Krennic in this we have to like we have them to. even how awesome to be to have Tarkin Thrawn and Krennic in the room together. right and the, the Mickelson's brothers yes. because it both can you imagine? So good. Oh, to see those two go at it would be incredible. Yeah. So I, I hope we get all those villains. I hope we get to see everybody. Yeah, Death Troopers in a big way. Death Troopers, that's right. I love the yeah. Death Troopers. Again, I don't think they get enough time. In I don't one. think so. I don't think so. And I feel like, you know, with this show here, we can um, portray them a little bit more yeah. so. So all in all, your thoughts? Well, I have a, I have a theory here. I'm going to throw okay, on the Okay, I love theories. First theory love for it. Star Wars Rebels Season 4. Here we go. Coming out of this trailer here. 
So this whole thing with the wolves and follow the white Lothal cat and yeah. you go through different pieces of this trailer and you really get a sense that there's going to be an episode with Kanan and Ezra doing some sort of, of Jedi exploration. And I'm going to call this, I might be very wrong, but I'm going to say there's going to be an episode, and I'm going to coin this term here, called Force Trippin'. Force Trippin'. Oh, shoot. That's cool. <laughs> so I really think that this this wolf thing, the Lothal cat, and some of the lines we hear from Kanan and Ezra about... Uh, what is it? It's not whether we choose to fight, but how we choose to fight. And they seem to be setting up Kanan's exit with that. But I really think there's going to be this exploration of Ezra with all these kind of more trippy elements. You right. see him in the start of the trail. He wakes up in the middle of the desert and he's going to, oh, what happened? What happened? What happened? Yeah. I think that at some point he's gone into some sort of force trance and is going through and trying to understand a bit more of the force through what I'm calling a force trip. Okay. I think this is maybe where we're going to see Ahsoka as well. Oh. In this. She's not not present in the sense she's alive, but she's present within the force. And Ezra doing this exploration through the force, kind of mentally, this is where he's going to interact with with, uh, Ahsoka. So she lives within Ezra mentally. Yes. She lives within... Not ghost, but she lives Because there's that shirt that Floney wore, right? That Ahsoka lived. Exactly. I think she lives within the force, the living force. Oh, And Ezra's going to encounter her in this episode that's going to be this massive exploration and really setting up this idea that they've been pushing a lot in Rebels about this ambiguity of the force. That it's not as clear-cut, binary, black and white as we have always known it to be it's going to be a little bit different i think this is going to really set up for what we're probably going to see at the end of the series with kanan and ezra or at least kanan moving towards something that's beyond just a a physical form of a jedi right i think there's something they're really building there like i don't think there's actually these wolves running around i think there's something within the force and they're they're Floney's representation because he likes wolves yes they're Floney's representation of something bigger of something more within the force oh. so that that's kind of what i'm thinking with that like i, I like there's some really really odd lines in this trailer specifically right. coming from kanan and i, we, I we've been calling this from the start that kanan's going to exit in a, in a strange way yes that he's not going to maybe die in this in the the kind of physical form like He's going to translate into something different, right? Because even here, like there's a there's a line right at the end that it's all paths are coming together, and I'm not sure we're going to like where they're going. So again, they're setting something up to say that they've stepped back from the rebellion. Because Kanan with Hera, he says, "How long are you going to fight for this rebellion? Yeah. How long until you think about us, about something else?" Right. So he's getting to the end of what seems to be his run as a Jedi. I yes, think. yes, and and just overall overall fighting um, the, the Empire. Yes. Right? So that that's kind of my big theory coming cool. out of this trailer. What what I think is that there's a little more to that. Like, I don't think it's all literal. Right. So what you're saying is Kanan Snoke. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I dig that. Force yeah. tripping. I like that yeah. one. You got to hashtag that. Shoot, that's awesome. <laughs> and the last thing, X wings. Oh man, yes. Come on. Right? They're there. Yes. They're there. Yeah. Mounting the assault on Lethal on this blockade set up by Thrawn. And I I, I can't wait. You're gonna see the X Wings going up against the TIE Defenders. And maybe do you think the, the demise of Thrawn? Do you think this is going to be the end of Thrawn within the canonical Star Wars universe? Like we can go back 
But do you think he's going to at least be exiled or shot off into wilds? Do you think that this is it for him? I don't know because, you know, going back to was it last year's celebration, they made the reveal that we're getting Timothy, Timothy Zahn's Thrawn yeah. in this uh, universe. And I feel like there's a lot of hype going in towards it. I just feel like it's kind of hasn't lived up to what we all mm-hmm. wanted. And I think they're at a point where it's either make or break. Either we, we just send off the character and be done with it and put it behind us. You know, we kind of did um, some fan service by bringing them to life. Or they continue with this character. And I, I think the best way is to kind of kill the character. And then we can kind of get some past stories even going yeah. forward. Because I don't really necessarily know how well received this book was. And he's had his moments in Rebels. But it still hasn't lived up to like the Timothy Zahn um, heir to the, heir to the Empire. Empire. Right? Yeah. So I, he won't ever live up. Like, the problem with, with Thrawn. I yeah. really like what they've done with him. Because I'm a huge Thrawn fan. Right. But the problem is, is that because he was in charge of the Empire, like he was the head of the Empire. Yes. He was the big bad for the universe. Right. And right now he's the big bad for the start of the rebellion. Yeah. And he's he's under he's under Vader. He's under Tarkin. He's under. Um, well, I guess that's about it. Yeah, yeah. He's under Krennic too. Because he's like a Grand Admiral within a humongous Imperial Navy. He doesn't stick out. Yes, he does have this way about him that makes him unique. But he doesn't stick out the same way. We have, like, they have everything. In The Heir to the Empire and in that trilogy of books, he was at the end of the Empire. He was working with the remnants of what used to be this massive Imperial Navy. And so he used his intelligence to build up the Empire to a point where it could oppose the New Republic. And because Thrawn's kind of stuck in the middle here amongst this massive navy and trying to make a name for himself with these tie defenders it's not on the same scale right. i think yeah. that might be the issue that's the biggest thing so do you think he could go because we don't know how long his his, his species lives for yeah. right do you think they could put him away for somewhere else wrap up episode nine and then introduce thrawn but then again you have to kind of reintroduce him where's this guy been the whole time mm-hmm. and then the general audience doesn't really necessarily know who he is yeah if you just follow the movies the only the only thing they could yeah. really do with them this doesn't spoilers i guess a little bit for thrawn but it doesn't really spoil anything i'm like i'm not gonna spoil for, for the book for the book yeah. yeah sorry i'm not gonna spoil anything for you but yeah. the the species of thrawn does originate i believe in wild space oh so he could technically be chucked out there yeah narratively right and come back in some other f- way later on down the road and they say right. well he was just he was exiled or whatever yeah you could potentially do something like right, that if, if you want to continue with them. Yeah, you could put him on the shelf for a while and right. have him reemerge. The the way to do it would to have him reemerge in the aftermath books. Yeah, that that might have been the way to do it. Right. Other than what they've done, and there is a slight mention of Thrawn in the aftermath books. Yeah, just one couple throwaway lines that mm. that maybe allows you to kind of develop that theory a bit further. Right. But I just I I think. It, Unfortunately, I think we're going to see the end of Thrawn. I, I think so. And again, One way or another. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like this character would have either been better, not necessarily set in the Clone Wars, but set on the Cartoon Network where he could do more things a little bit darker mm-hmm. or be cinematic and put him in the, in the, on the big screen. Whereas yeah. I feel like Disney XD, he's just held down. He's watered down a little bit too much. Yeah. You know, so it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I... Th- I, I think they're going to do good things with him. Yes. And I'm yeah. a big fan of the character. And yeah. I like his season three, what they've done. Yeah, he could have maybe executed things a bit quicker. Yeah. But the slow burn, I, I kind of like the character. I thought they are going to yeah. kill him at the end of this season three. That's right. And I'm happy we're going to see him through and, and kind of be that 
first big bad for the rebellion. That's true. And I guess with 10 episodes, we'll see that slow burn a little bit faster. We're going to have to. You are going to have to, right? Yeah. yeah. So that'll work for me. So, yeah. all in all, super excited. This looks like if you go back and look at the other seasons, there always seems to be a character focus. Like Ezra was first season. Mm-hmm. We got Sabine in a big way last season. Yeah. This could be the season of Hera. I hope so. Because she comes out into Rogue One, and I think this is a character that they could do future things with in her own show or something to that effect, right? I would love that. Is that that she has another crew that is part or maybe more ingrained within the original trilogy and they kind Mm -hmm. of, they could do something with Hera. If they needed to pull a character out of Rebels and spin out a cartoon or or not so much a cartoon, but a follow-up to Rebels set in a slightly different era, they've already established that Hera makes it through into Rogue One. And this is a character that you could take and slap her in the middle of between Empire and Return of the Jedi and, oh, or something like that, right? That's what I want. And you could say, yeah. we're familiar with this character. We know she's alive. We know she's a general within the Rebellion. What can we do with this character? Yeah. Maybe have... I think this is a theory that was tossed out by maybe Mark at TSW. Someone, I'm sorry if I'm not giving the right credit, that Hera could have been the leader of the crew that captured the second Death Star plans. Cool. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. So that's that. not my theory. That's someone else's. Okay. But, Okay. Well, whoever did that out there, I love that, and um, I, I, I'd love to see that happen. Whether it's through a cartoon series, through uh, an ongoing comic, yeah, you know, oh, that'd be great. The art to yeah. capture Harry. Yeah, ah, I think man. they're gonna set her up in this season for something bigger, whether it's a comic book or something else. I, I think she's so. the one character that you could probably pull out of here. Her and Sabine, but I think Hera because she's so ingrained in the rebellion. Yeah, that you could do a lot more with that character and make it still feel like Star Wars. For sure. yeah, because the thing with Sabine is she's the, the, the hair color. You know, it's yeah. a little too cartoony. It yeah. belongs, you know, in the cartoons. Yeah, and the Mandalore stuff too. It's it's. I still struggle with it a bit. Like I know people. Some people really really love yeah. the Mandalorian and all that that lore and all that. It's it still feels a bit one step or two steps removed from the Star Wars that I. That I love. Yeah, I think I appreciate it more so in the older public era. It fits as better in that. Right now. Yes. Yeah. If, I think I would probably have a better appreciation if I understood it more or mm-hmm. what it used to be as it relates to the the old Republic and the, the battle between uh, Man- like, like, like Revan going yes. over there yes. and and, and uh, I think Malik. So all those characters because I have a hard time believing you know between Episode Four and Rogue One that the Mandalorians are somewhere out there. I just feel like they're a little more, like they're older, like 800, yeah. 1,000 years older. Yeah. Unless they, yeah. they see a complete demise in Star Wars Rebels. Like, yeah. where were the Mandalorians, right? Like, if, yeah, and see, that's all things that they have to, they have to start thinking up because the Mandalorians came and helped out with this initial battle at the end of season three, right? Yes. And, you know, where were they during the, the Battle of Yavin? Exactly. Something like that, right? Right. So all it's, it's all things that they, I'm sure, I know, again, complete confidence in Filoni for thinking this through. He's, for sure. He knows there's hundreds of us out there that are breaking this down and looking for the details, looking for that story continuity. And I know they're going to execute this. I, I, I just have a great feeling that because we're only getting four seasons, that, that Filoni's had a vision from the start. Yes. And that we're going to execute, or he's going to, we're, he's going <laughs> to execute this 
to the point where he's happy. This isn't going to drag on for six seasons and they're like, oh, I guess we should probably get to the Battle of Yavin right. or, or whatever, right? Or, yeah. or Scarif or something. So That's right. And, and he mentioned that in um, Celebration, that he actually gets the chance now to, to finish the series as opposed yeah. to Clone Wars, the plug got pulled. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Finish it on a high note. Finish it in the best way possible. Yes. I'm super excited for this. I'm super excited to return to the after show. I'm oh, really yeah. pumped for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you guys tune back into that. And... You know what, man? That kind of really wraps up our Star Wars talk. That yeah. was that was a heavy Star Wars episode. Lost to cover, man. Ah, oh, man, I'm loving time. it, loving always, it. This is, this always is, talking Star Wars. Yeah, the the era to be alive to For be sure. a Star Wars fan. This is fantastic, and we've got so much else going on around us too. We've got Defenders, which you've completed. Yes. I'm six episodes in, so I'm about go. done that. We're going to be reviewing that in either next week or the week after. Yes. We've got the Inhumans that we have to go check out. Not Are hearing gonna, good things. No, I I I've not. Seen a single review for it. Nice. I know it made a million and a half bucks in the IMAX. So, yeah, I did, yeah, totally skipped out on that one too. Yeah, which, wow. if in comparison, I guess it's all right, but cause it's a TV show on that. But Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, that debuted in 1977 as well. Uh, it was supposed to be the sci-fi movie of 77, but yeah. Star Wars turned out to be that. Right. It's a Spielberg film. It's fantastic. I love it. It's actually in theaters as well. It made more money than the Inhumans. This is a 40-year-old movie that is... Yeah, it's it's a fantastic movie, don't get me wrong. <laughs> For sure. But the generation of people that are fans of that, like that came out... Like, it doesn't have that same kind of presence as Star Wars. Like, yes. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it's a Spielberg movie, it's a sci-fi movie, it is fantastic incredible but cool. it's not star wars right and so for that to make more money at the weekend box office because it's having it's having a limited 40th anniversary special run in theaters yeah. it made more money than the inhumans wow there's a lot of money that went into humans yeah i'll tell you that so we're wow. gonna be discussing marvel and that and over the next couple of weeks sure. we've got some comic book events to catch up on oh, here definitely yeah secret empire secret empire yeah, dc so, metal yes. all that good stuff so we're yeah. gonna be coming back at you guys for the next couple of weeks Catching up on a lot of stuff that we missed over the last few. You guys did a huge job with DC last week, catching us up all on all the DC news and talking kind of the McGregor Mayweather yeah. fights. And yeah, we got lots coming up here. We got Thor Ragnarok in November, and then we got Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh. And Justice League. You got Justice League coming oh, yeah, out. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, that movie. Whoops, that <laughs> escaped me. We'll see how that one turns out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that was a, subconsciously forgetting that I did not mean to do that on purpose so we will be back reviewing all those movies we're gonna be talking comics we're gonna be talking tv shows we got debut of everything coming down yeah. here in early september that's right so yeah it's, it's big countdown it's a big couple months for us and we're gonna come back every single week discussing all things comic books and movies yeah that's right guys keep it locked here as always definitely and if you'd like to be a part of the show you can always email us at the nerdrm at gmail.com you can catch us on twitter our handles are at the end of the episode you can comment on our facebook or youtube pages and you can visit our website that's www.thenerdroom.net i don't know why i said www but i did so it's there so that's the nerdroom.net you can catch us through email on there we're posting articles all the time mark from talk star wars has been posting some unreal theories some cool theories yeah. out there guys trust me so this, check this those. guy i love mark he's oh, yeah. awesome he's continually blowing my mind whether it's marvel theories or star wars series this guy is on point 
And I'm so happy that he's come over and is contributing once in a while to the yeah. website. So make sure you go check out his stuff both on our website and over on talkstars.co.uk as well. One other thing I want to throw out there while we're kind of plugging things here. The guys over at Tumbling Saber, Corey and Kyle, they just started a Patreon program called Powerful Friends. I signed up for that. This is just, it's like a $2 donation a month. You get some exclusive content. Their Sith Disturber show has moved over to that. That's more of their candid podcast where they talk a little bit at Star Wars, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's a lot of fun. I like to listen to it on a Friday afternoon. It kind of gets me into the weekend here. You're getting exclusive giveaways over there. They're doing some exclusive content. So they're doing really great stuff over there. So if you guys can whip over there and support them as well, Go and do that. They're great guys, great podcasters. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got Shout our dude, yeah, Corey. Yeah, man. Corey and Colin, man, they're great. They're yeah, great. They had yeah. big weekends on Force Friday too, so make sure to go check those guys out. And check out the whole Star Wars Commonwealth. You got Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Skyhoppers, who celebrated their one-year anniversary. Yeah, Podcasting, nice. congratulations, guys. There you go, guys. We got Rogue Squad Pod. Yeah. And we've got San Diego Sabers, which I've been nice. listening to a lot of this stuff lately. Those guys are awesome they're great they're so oh, good yeah. Yeah. so good yeah, there are newest good members of the commonwealth and it's a niche podcast but it's it's such a cool angle and a cool like corner of star wars that i'm not super familiar with and they're awesome and they they of course they go into the same depth that we do so yeah. go check those guys out newest members of the commonwealth everyone is just cracking along here there's a new episode of the star wars commonwealth of our podcasters every single day of the week so there's content there we cover each and every angle whether it's a literature movies film theories saber fighting whatever revels anything it's all there for you guys so make sure to go check out everyone within the star wars commonwealth all right man well that's another podcast yeah welcome back yeah it feels good to be back yeah. good to be podcasting again can't wait till next week when hopefully i can live up to the promise of having the entire crew back at the table talking defenders i'm hoping talking maybe in humans who knows who knows we'll figure that out when the time comes <laughs> all right guys until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and thank you for entering the nerd room this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts tim troy and sunjay on twitter at the nerd rm troy the boy 87 and sunjabby for more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.